It's time for Cats Talk Wednesday. Small town and big city joined forces. Benny Hardy of Lynch, Kentucky, and Terry Brown of Louisville, Kentucky, team up to give you free-flowing, laid-back sports talk. Focus on Kentucky Wildcats, as well as pertinent information in the NBA, NFL, and Major League Baseball. Here we are, Wednesday evening, another summer Wednesday TV. Here we are, another episode of Cast Talk Wednesday. What's going on with you, man? I'm doing well. It's officially summer now, so we we are rocking yeah. and rolling. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Summer, summer solstice or whatever that is. I'm not uh, into all of that. But, yeah, it's summertime, so we good, man. And as always, we still got stuff to talk about. We said it ended last week. Like, we'll see what happens between now and then. And as you like to say, yay, verily, stuff has come to pass. Some of the stuff people have been worried about kind of <laughs> fell into place the way they wanted to all these Man. weeks and months. <laughs> yeah, Antonio Reeves is back in Lexington. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's the big one. The roster's not quite as bare bones as we thought. We got a reliable uh, super senior coming back, you know, that was shooting at a 40% clip from three. Uh, that's why you can't get mad in May and June. That's true. Like, you, you, you just can't. And, uh, you know, the, the injury to Bradshaw isn't maybe not quite as big. I mean, it was supposed to be catastrophic, but he's at the father and son camp playing light one-on-one. Like, the math ain't mathing on that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of folks are upset at clutch sports, which I don't get. Uh, you know, well, they make a demands. Everybody makes demands. Like, players make demands of the coaches. Coaches make demands of the players. Part of the recruiting is coming to come, everybody needs to agree on some things, right? Like, that's part of it. Well, this guy doesn't want to play this position. Yeah, they all say that, right? Mm-hmm. And then they figure out, okay, or maybe they don't figure out. Like, you know, Anthony Davis has said he's not a five. Do you know when he plays the five what happens? I think y'all do pretty good, don't you? Western Conference Finals this year. <laughs> <laughs> Champions a couple of years ago. You are a five. Play the five. Like, so I, I don't get too bent out of shape, but we did all this stuff about the roster and what Cal was doing and, he announced the NIL directive, and now we've, the roster is filled out. So mm-hmm. we did all that sound and fury for what? All that wailing and gnashing of teeth, and uh, we it, got a, we got a good squad. It was either gonna, you know, start to fill out or it wasn't, and it's starting to fill out. You know, get the Jordan Hart kid. Yeah, whether you can use him this year, whatever. He's he's. On the team, um, Jordan, the kid that committed to Ole Miss, Kermit Davis got fired, and he said, I'm gone. And so, you know, you bring him in, you know, a scorer, 6'9", 190. And we uh, gave this man a pass a couple weeks ago, but Bob Huggins brought himself back into the news again. And now – Maybe we'll see some Mountaineers do the Oscar Sheboy and go from Morgantown to Lexington. We'll we'll see. 
But we we said nothing about Bob when he was in Cincinnati on the radio. And now here we go with an, another DUI, and his career comes to a, a tumultuous end. So this is what happens with these guys, with these coaches. They do something bad, and then we've got to get all the stories about all the good they did. Which we don't have to do that. Like, no one is saying Bob Huggins is the worst person ever and never did anything good. That's not what we're saying. What we are saying is, as the leader of West Virginia University, which de facto he is, the highest paid employee, uh, you can't be two times over the legal limit operating a motor vehicle. That's what we're saying. Well, look at this good stuff. That's great, right? But that's part of it. And sometimes that's what happens. Uh, Bobby Knight, look at all the good stuff he did. Yeah, he also choked a kid, mm-hmm. right? Like, it, it's it's not like you do so many good things. It's 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 a it's a story that you have to tell, right? You have to say the good and the bad. We've all got some of those things, uh, you know, good things and bad things. We've all got that, right? But stuff like that where you're endangering other people, yeah, that's a gots-to-go situation. And I forgot that's what ended his time in Cincinnati at yeah. 04. And I was like, oh, I need to remember. So 20 years later, we're doing the same stuff. We didn't, right. we didn't really learn a lesson. Right. And that's the thing, too, is all these guys, particularly coaches, they preach this responsibility. And they exhibit none of it themselves. Right? And that to me is the frustrating thing about sports is we let these coaches or some of these personalities preach this kind of manhood and responsibility and exhibit none of it. Mm-hmm. You know, Bob Knight. Yeah. Bob Knight. Oh, you got to be accountable. Blah, blah. Well, you don't want throwing the chair across the thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like you are going out of your way to be mean and petty and vindictive. And, 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 and so, uh, we talked about that with Jim Brown when he passed away. That was part of it. His whole thing about accountability and doing things in the community. Well, then you can't be doing this stuff, right? Like, so uh, you can't be putting your hands on a woman, you know, talking about responsibility. That, what do you, it, it doesn't jive. But uh, no sooner did West Virginia get uh, Huggins out of the paint, as the kids say, uh, well, look at what he did. Yes, I get it. He, he raised some money for cancer. That's all good stuff. But that's not what we're talking about right now. Mm-hmm. And that's always what happens. They put that clip out there when his player got hurt and, you know, he went out there and consoled right. him. And Right. But, that That's great. Yeah. But that ain't got to do with what we're talking about right now. Mm-hmm. And so we celebrated that at the time, right? We, we did. But we're talking about this. And a month, two months after saying what he said on the radio, it's a gots to go situation. Yeah. You try was he was this a <laughs> were you trying to get fired? I mean, with these these actions, man, this is you know <laughs> right. It's a, it's, a, a cry for something. I don't know. So I, I hope you know he gets the help he needs, but you know, the usual suspects love Dick Vitale, but Bob Huggins, yes, we know he's a great coach. We get that. But this is a big deal. 
this could have gone bad for him, for innocent bystanders. Like this, this could have gone really, really wrong. This is not how you set that example uh, for folks. And Morgantown to Pittsburgh is not far, but you don't remember how you how you got there, and you thought you were in Ohio. When you, I know it's close to Cleveland, but it's not. You know, you know, I mean, and yeah. so, yeah, the fact that you're in a more populated area, the fact that you didn't hurt somebody or hit somebody or have an accident of of a serious nature is, is real fortunate that it, it could have been a whole lot worse. You're right. It, and, and, and this is just me getting on my little soapbox. Uh, I just don't think we take drunk driving nearly as serious as we should. That's just me. Like it gets blown off as a bad decision or a mistake. No, you know, mistake is you put too much salt in a, in a dish, right? There's a lot of things you have to do to get yourself ready to be behind the wheel intoxicated. And now there's so much between a cab and Uber and calls. Like there's, you don't have to do that. Mm-hmm. You could have a, he make enough to have a driver, you know, right? And that was part of the, my whole thing with the, the Mark Few stuff. Uh, in Gonzaga, was that last season, last yeah. offseason? Well, you know, he just made a mistake, man. That is a anyway. Uh, so I don't know what'll happen to the West Virginia roster, but uh, you'd have to imagine some of those guys will be on the move, yeah. You know, they mm-hmm. had brought a lot of guys in and. I'd, you'd have to imagine that the, some of those guys will be on the move, but uh, as it turns out, it looks like Kentucky's off season, not quite as bad uh, as we were led to believe uh, by some folks, not in complete disarray. Uh, the roster is pretty good. Nope. Uh, it's, I believe good enough to win the sec. I understand the sec is tougher than it was, you know, or that it has been historically, but I still feel confident in this team. And, uh, you know, come big uh, blue madness, I'll be ready to cheer them on like I always do. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep, yep, yep. So, Mr. Reeves, experienced scoring, you know, a lot of things that were needed, a lot of things, which I'm not saying these freshmen couldn't provide that, but just the experience factor. Been in the program a year. Been in college four years. Uh, we thought thought he was hurrying to get his degree so he could leave. You know, he was hitting the books hard so he could say deuces, which totally turned out to be not the case. Well, and that's the thing too. Is how much do we really know? I have asked this repeatedly. You and I don't get into recruiting too much, but. I've always asked, how do you know? How do you know your intel is good? Mm-hmm. And I don't mean that as a slight on people. I just, if you've got a kid like Antonio Reeves and you've got three or four different experts saying three or four different things about what his intentions are, how good are your sources? And by all accounts, he didn't say anything at all as far as and, we know. And, he kept it all close to the vest. And outside of declaring for the uh, the draft, 
which I thought was good, which I thought was par for the course. You know, I wasn't upset about that. But how do we know what these demands are? Mm-hmm. Or are not? You know, and even, um, you know, you, it, it just blows my mind that we just let these wild rumors run rampant. And I just ask, how do we know? How do we know what um, the player wants or his family or anything like that? And then, you know, Jeff Goodman had a podcast to come out and Cal was holding him hostage or whatever that like, what, what does this even mean? Yeah. And uh, I mean, and, and, you know, the, the, some of those people have agendas and right. They don't care for Cal or whatever. And, and maybe they, you know, tweeting out a lot of stuff when it, Looks like he's leaving and gone, and then oh, oh, he's back. Now it's like you can kind of feel the dejection because <laughs> they were hoping he would leave. <laughs> well, and 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 this is just uh, I, I don't want to bash the media, but this is the thing that you come out with hot takes, there's never any accountability for being wrong. No one ever has to say, I got it wrong, right? They say wild stuff and like, oh, okay. And you just keep it moving, and that's okay. Whether whatever the 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 topic is, people would just be wild wrong. We just keep it moving, mm-hmm. or say something that we know makes zero sense. You know, uh, Nick Wright talking about you know Michael Jordan selling the Hornets. Well, this got to be part of his legacy, his on the court <laughs> legacy. <laughs> it, and I think you can have multiple conversations at the same time. People are more complicated than that. I, people understand nuance more than they pretend. I mean, because buying the Dodgers is part of Magic's legacy on the like, court. Yeah, yeah I, <laughs> you know, and 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 that's the thing too is post playing days. Isaiah Thomas. And drop the ball all over the place. I mean, lawsuits and this, mm-hmm. the old CBA closed that, like, you know, but on the court, he was that dude. Like, no, Michael Jordan's tenure with the Hornets does not color. No, that's not how this works. Yeah. So these guys get to say whatever they want, be wild and crazy. And, and look, Kentucky fans, myself included, uh, we're either going to be ranked top five preseason or not ranked. <laughs> like, that's just how it goes. And we get ranked in the top five just so when we stumble, people got something to write about. Yeah. You know, there was that stretch, and I wish I had it in front of me because Jason Anderson that worked for uh, ESPN and Louisville before he went to Kansas City Uh, There was a statistic at one point, and I can't remember exactly when it was. And it was Cal, Coach Cal had, he had been in the top five preseason like eight times at one point and had gone to four Final Fours. And people were like, 
Oh, see, he's squandering talent. Well, then he looked at like everybody else during that time frame ranked in the top five. They'd only been to three Final Fours. So it's all how you frame stuff, right? <laughs> it's 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 this thing that that blows my mind. I ask for folks to be consistent with whatever their gripe is. Mm-hmm. Be consistent. Because as I've talked about before, the most remarkable thing about Cal's tenure at Kentucky, when he got here, it was you cannot win with freshmen. What are you doing? You can't win anything of any import with freshmen. That's what people said. Myself, I was like, I don't know, you know, the one and done, these young freshman teams, I don't know. Cal said, give me talent over experience. That's what he said. Mm-hmm. And then four Final Fours and a title later, then it became he should have won more. <laughs> with that all that talent now we look back at all that talent in the nba now he should have won more mm-hmm. and i'm like but you said <laughs> that he couldn't and now we're right back with this team he can't win with freshman talent you see how we came around full circle mm-hmm. see, how, see how we did that yeah. all i asked for is consistency right that's all i asked for with kentucky fans look be mad all you want to be negative that's how you do it, then do it. But be consistent. Like I've told you before, Kentucky football fans, they want to be pessimistic because Kentucky football has only been good for five years, not great for the previous 60, right? <laughs> yeah. Because anytime we're like, hey, you know, we got Leary at quarterback and blah, 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 blah. Got Barry Brown, them coming back. Like, ooh, Liam Cohen's back. Well, you know, in 1999 – Okay. In 1984, okay, right? Mm-hmm. And so when it comes to basketball, we've been playing basketball for over 100 years at the University of Kentucky. Most of it has been good to great, but people want to be pessimistic. Why? Because the last couple years <laughs> haven't been that great. <laughs> and and so I, I get it. So, People want to be miserable. I say this to my wife all the time. Whatever mindset they can be in to be miserable, because it's easy to have no hope and be miserable. That's easy. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's 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 difficult to to you know be a sunshine pumper. Especially with sports, because you have to find another reason to watch sports besides championships. They're just too rare. Nope. And if you're just in it for championships, then you're going to be miserable as a sports fan because it's just even like I tell you all the time, I'm a Lakers fan, right? 11 championships in my lifetime, eight I can remember. But I'm 45. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of seasons that are non-championship seasons, but why are you watching And some people can say, well, you know, that's accepting mediocrity. No, that's accepting that you're not going to get a championship every season or every other season. It's just not going to happen. So why else are you watching? I mean, I I, I enjoy. (laughs) I enjoy watching, you know, 
uh, is yeah, the championship runs are are great. And then when when those happen, those aren't enjoyed as much as they should be. You talk about consistent gripe. I've been saying that for ever since we've been on here. Yeah. But <laughs> so when you finally get that season you want, and then it's oh well, let's go get another one. How about you better enjoy this one? Because yeah. look, you had it's twenty twelve. Remember ninety eight was the last one so let's enjoy this one because you have those years when you don't get it that's what makes this one that much more special but you know it's it's enjoyable enjoy trying to watch enjoy trying to play it's you know it's, it's just fun it's you know yeah. i enjoy watching the, the sports you, you want to see your team win mm-hmm. but the biggest and we've talked about this before, but the biggest thing is for being a sports fan, is your team trying to win? At the professional level, is your front office feeling a competitive team? Right? Like, it it sucked this year that the Lakers got swept out of the conference finals. That sucked. But in its totality, to me, this season was a win. Considering how it started. Yeah. I mean, it, it was an absolute win. Mm-hmm. And you know it is disappointing when the Lakers are really, really good and they get, you know, they get put out. But rooting for your team to win, there's there's a value to that. To me, uh, a lot of folks like to make fun of you, Cowboys fans. Mm-hmm. As soon as the Hall of Fame game rolls around. <laughs> You know, we them boys. Hey, look, that's great to me. Every year since 94, y'all come out every year. We them boys. But that's what it's supposed to be, man. Other, Why are you here? It's like the, you know, the ladies and some men too watch. They watch their stories. They keep up with it. It's a journey. It's the ups and downs. This character, that character, this event's happening in such and such. It's kind of like that for me. You watch the start of the season, the ups and downs, the ebbs and flows, this three-game losing streak you didn't see coming. Oh, you ripped off seven in a row. Oh, overcoming some injuries. Oh, now it's time for the tournament. Now it's supposed to the whole journey. I mean, I don't I don't watch the soap operas, but sports can be soap opera-ish when you try to keep up with all the plots. On the court, off the court, what's going on? This is, in a sense, it's like your stories. It's it's not as scripted (laughs) as the Hollywood stuff, you know. Uh, And you got improbable things, storylines that you don't see coming. You know, that's kind of the reason it's so compelling to me. Right. And so, you know, if if it's just championships you're after, you're just going to be disappointed. Yeah, because that's... That's still 30-some years the Lakers didn't win one in your lifetime. Right. 75% of the time they didn't. And as far as I'm concerned, you've you've seen enough championships <laughs> for the Lakers. <laughs> You're good. <laughs> and, 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 you know, and, and that's the thing is, you know, I remember 04. Uh, you know, I, I saw a, a clip of that. I followed some Detroit people, uh, some Michigan people, you know, the anniversary of the Pistons winning. That stunk. That five, that four-one series stunk. Uh, Boston winning in 08 stunk. That game six, Lakers got boat raced by forty points. I watched every minute of that game. I was like, "This is this is terrible." I'm gonna watch it, 
but this, you know, it's dumb. Mm-hmm. But I was like, okay, this is going to fuel them, and then they want to, you know. So you got to find other reasons, you know. And I think what happens is we experience some those good, memorable things, and then we try to retcon it. We try to go back, you know, like people. I had somebody say to me during the 2015 season, Kentucky went 38 and one. By the time they got to, you know, game 23, 24, it was tough to watch because they were waiting on Kentucky to lose. As a Kentucky fan. As a Kentucky fan, and I'm like, I don't, I don't buy that. You didn't sit down and say, well, this is the one that like I don't, I I just I refuse to accept that. Mm-hmm. Say it was a disappointment to not go 40 and up. That's fine. That that is I'm disappointed. I could taste it. Mm-hmm. Up six with you know whatever it was against Wisconsin. I'm like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so uh, I was I was I was I was ready for that. To me, that was fun. That was the easiest season I've had sports wise. Yeah, everybody else was watching to see waiting on them to lose, but not as a first. not as a Kentucky. Yeah. You know, it is it's one of those seasons. You know, you get those seasons where it's like, all right, my team is going to win. And then they do it, and it's great, right? Like, we realized in 96, pretty early on, like, oh, they're going to win. Like, even with the hiccup against Mississippi State, like, oh, they're still going to win this thing. Mm -hmm. 2012, the same way, right? Like, oh, they're going to win this. But uh, for me, you just want people to give their – your sports team to give their best effort from the front office to the coaches and the players, and you get those moments – uh, you know, you, you get Jody Meeks down in Knoxville mm-hmm. on a cold January night, right? And that yeah. that stretch he went on, he went for 45 against uh, Arkansas uh, that year. Too. Like, he had a bunch of those big games, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's why you watch. Uh, so, yeah, I'm a sunshine pumper because why else am I here? You know, we try to say sports is a diversion – you can be miserable in your real life. <laughs> Why am I going to go borrow some sports uh, to be miserable about? Yeah. That, mm-hmm. That's why I had to take a step back from baseball, man. Like I give too much for football and basketball. I need, I need some, I need a break. I need this summertime break where I'm not living and dying with all this stuff. You know, speaking of baseball, you mentioned last week for y'all that listened last week and y'all can catch us on the Roku and the Spotify and the YouTube and, BS3TVLive.com, on demand. You can catch us there. You mentioned how you didn't have nothing for Cincinnati. Like, you like you hate the city. <laughs> you hate the Bengals. You hate the Reds. And these Reds are about to get real cocky. I think they won today, the which makes 11 in a row. They're in first place. The division is trash, but they're leading the division. So, for whatever that's worth, but the, the Reds are, are popping off. You see them on Twitter and whatever that hashtag is. And this one belongs to the Reds. A T O. And this one belongs. And this one belongs to the Reds. Yeah. T R. Whatever. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. They, the the lettering for that phrase. You know, Derek Terry and Kentucky mm-hmm. Reds gal and um, yeah, uh, your yeah. boy Randy Newman, Big Blue Express, all the Reds fans, Oscar Combs. So. I think after they finish up with the Rockies, who at this rate they'll probably sweep them. My my Braves go to Cincinnati, and I hope we can just go and shut all that down. Just go and quiet all this 
Cincinnati Reds talk. And I think if I'm a Cubs fan, which I, I can't tell your lovely wife, Kate, how to fan, but the division to me is still there. Any team can just get hot like this, and next thing you know, we're in first place. If the Reds can do it, maybe the Cardinals can't, but so can the Cubs and the Pirates and the Brewers and all the rest of them. Quiet as it kept, the, the Cubs have won eight of their, of their last ten. They're only three uh, three games behind. That's what, yeah, two good weeks. They can be in first place and they can just, you know. So, uh, for me, you know, I'm hoping the Cubs catch them. Uh, I don't get – the only time I'm really – you see me out there flying the W is when the Cubs beat the Reds. <laughs> <laughs> what is it, man? I mean, Cincinnati just – what is it about Cincinnati? I'm, I'm I, getting to where I'm not, you know, all this this past week and a half, they getting on my nerves. I, I don't know, man. I think it was uh, growing up in Louisville, there were a lot of Cincinnati fans for the Bengals and the Reds. And, uh, well, I told you that's how I became a, 40, a diehard 49ers fan, Super Bowl 23, because those Bengal fans told me the Bengals was going to win. <laughs> that's what they said. <laughs> So 1989, they were like, Bengals going to win. I'm like, oh, okay, here's what you say. And, you know, yay, verily came to pass, 49ers won. And the dude, all those Bengals fans, said, they said that Jerry wasn't going to do nothing that game. That's what they said to me. <laughs> and they caught a Super Bowl record 11 <laughs> catches for 215 yards and a touchdown, Super Bowl MVP. And that's when I was like, I'm out. And so when I'm looking – to to you know pick out a, a favorite major league team. No, it ain't gonna be the Reds. I looked around the Reds felt like I don't want to be a part of this. And they were good then. Yeah, they were. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, I don't want no, no, no. So good for Cincinnati. Yeah, I know. Great, great, great for them. Uh what I don't like about it is uh I saw a tweet today and this this Cincinnati being good and all this stuff makes me agree with people I don't even like because a Boston fan, I, I agree with a Boston fan because uh-huh. somebody from Cincinnati, they tweet out the Bengals had a winning streak. Uh, and then uh, the Reds have had a winning streak and uh, uh, the FC Cincinnati soccer teams had a winning streak as, and it was like, basically has any sports team or has any sports city had it this good. And I'm like, and the Boston fan was like, you know, in a four-year stretch, we had Stanley Cup World Series, like Super Bowl and um, uh, NBA Finals. Like, yeah. Uh-huh. And I'm like, why y'all got to make me – I don't want to be with them. That's right. Yeah. I don't want to agree with Boston about nothing. Yeah, but that's how, that's how crazy they talking right now. But good for them, man. You know, whatever. Life's short. Enjoy your team. Uh, yay for them. I, you know, I don't know what else to uh, what else to say, but yay, yay for Cincinnati. So I'll put that out there. Good for them. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Hopefully, Atlanta goes up there and calms all this this stuff down. That's all I'm saying. But you know, nice congratulations on eleven in a row, and and all that kind of stuff. But if they do, if they do all that and the Cubs win a division, I'm a. <laughs> Which could easily happen. It could easily happen. You know, baseball season so long, but with as close as they all are, 
the Cubs just need a good week and a half, and they could be right back. You know, just well, <laughs> you know, good and, ten and, days. And they got the Cardinals uh, this weekend in London. So London, yeah. Oh wow. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Well, because forever ago when they announced it, you know that the Cubs and Cardinals would be in London it was about the same time they announced that uh, uh, Kentucky and Michigan would be in London. So it was like, okay, which if we we could go to London, which teams will we see? And then we were like, well, let's buy this house. So that kind of that kind of worked. That kind of worked itself into that budget there. Yeah, but, uh, absolutely. <laughs> but yay, yay for them. Yay, yay, yay for the Reds. Yay uh, for and this one belongs to the Reds or however it goes. Yeah, mm-hmm. but yeah. Um, to to me, this is is kind of quietly snuck up on us. Tomorrow's the NBA draft, and we'll hear, we'll see. Cason Wallace get his name called. Uh, and you know, crazy things have happened. Who knows? Chris Livingston might hear his in the second round, and. Oscar, who knows? But you know, Casey Wallace. Uh, and to me, you know, you talk about uh, the Pistons. You know, Tayshawn Prince. That the to me, the originator of the chase down block when he when he caught Reggie Miller slipping. Casey Wallace had a lot of little chase down blocks. Guys thought they could just go in with a little layup on him last year, and and he erased a lot of stuff on some fast breaks as a point guard. But I think he's gonna. Blossom in the NBA, you know he's just it, it, 19 years old. And he's it, strong, physical. He's gonna have a good career, I think. Yeah, and and he wasn't 100 percent healthy last year, mm-hmm. so I don't know if we saw him at his best. Uh, but is he gonna be another one of these combo guards from Kentucky to make a splash? He could easily, and he could it, you know, from Fox, Monk, Murray, Maxi. Uh, uh, yeah, Maxi, you know, Hero is doing a whole lot better than I thought mm-hmm. quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so there's a lot of Kentucky guards um, out in, in, in the league right now. So could he be another one of those guys? I, I think so. And he uh, deferred, too. You mentioned he wasn't 100%. And he came in quiet, didn't soft-spoken, didn't say a lot. You're coming in, Oscars, the face of the team. You're a freshman. He kind of held back. It wasn't like he was trying to bull his way into being the man. So when necessary to take over, we saw him be assertive and and do some things in some games, you know, the Tennessee game, the the Kansas State game, you know, stuff like that, where he could, when he needs to, I'm going to go ahead and get these buckets and cook, he can do it. So we can definitely expect that on the next level too. Yeah, uh, you know, the the – the way the NBA draft is set up on potential. Uh, and that was just that shift, you know, probably 15 years ago where, and that's fine. You know, things change, but it used to be just, you know, we have seen these dudes at the college level mm-hmm. ball out. And there was just kind of a, you know, you know, Shaq and all those guys. It's, it's so to me, the draft is great, but it's not quite what it was, you know, yeah. where's this guy, that we've been seeing give people buckets. Where is he going? And 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 you know, right or wrong, you know, that just to me it's a little bit different. And two, uh, this change, these guys look too nice. They got stylists and stuff now. <laughs> you want Get, to? You want take, to? 
to Charles Barkley, Elijah Wan stuff. Take, you know that? take take me back to the days where we got a six seven kid, and his agent gave him four hundred dollars to get a suit. <laughs> Give me that. <laughs> oh man, mm-hmm. these guys look too good, man. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, you're right. It's not the same. Um, it is potential. It is what they're gonna be. Uh, and that's not it's not these kids' fault, but this way just the way it is. Oh, Jokic, man, the fact that <laughs> his name he got selected on the ticker during a Taco Bell commercial where you know it <laughs> wasn't even on the air when he was it wasn't even like the deputy commissioner coming up saying his name. It's just Jokic scrolls scrolls across the screen and that was it. That's how he entered the league. Well, that's the best thing to me is uh, I watched a mixtape of Peja Stojakovic and started out with his name being called and how they just butcher, they used to just butcher those names. Uh, I remember Manu uh, Ginobili was Ginobili for a while because it just. (laughs) Uh Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, shoot, they couldn't even get Brett Favre right. Brett Favre. With you know for, yeah, uh, Tagliabu and Brett Favor. <laughs> well, it, it, in his defense, that's what it looked like. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's crazy though. Uh, so looking forward to seeing Casey and see where he goes. Hope he. I look. I know he's from Dallas and near the hometown. I hope he doesn't go to the Mavs. That's just my selfish hope. I know there's some Mavs fans out there that would love to see him. You know, come back home and and, that, and rightfully so. But me, selfishly, as a Rockets fan, as a Mavs hater, anywhere but Dallas, anywhere but Dallas, go to your Lakers anywhere. anywhere. I mean, your Lakers aren't there. They don't even care about the draft. They, you know, they just free agency is where they do their thing. But anywhere but Dallas for Casey Wallace, and I'm good with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, the, the NBA offseason, you talk about the, the, um, the nature of the uh, the soap opera nature. The NBA offseason is the best. We've got uh, Ja hmm. uh, going away for uh, 25 games. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, man, he got to get help. And the toy gun made it worse. Because what are you doing? Mm-hmm. If you get caught on camera with a real knife, why are you holding up a play knife? What are you doing? It's the same punishment. I mean, it's like you clearly don't you clearly don't get it. If you, you don't it, it, you really yeah. just playing. Oh, yeah. I just use I just use a tool with now. You, you didn't learn nothing. So that and and, and Zion, I'm not Ooh. gonna recount all that stuff. Ooh. But 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 that young lady, her Twitter account finally got because <laughs> she was going for a while with the Zion stuff. And, you know, I, I try not to judge because you give me two hundred million dollars at 19 years old. I'm not making the best life choices <laughs> like, I, I, you know, and, and plus with him being injured, that's a lot of time not being with the team. Yep. And, you know, as the saying goes, I don't. Mine's devil's playground. You you might do some things that you wouldn't ordinarily do, you know, with that situation. So uh, 
But I love the NBA offseason. Bradley Beal going to the Suns. Uh, CP3 going to spend his final days in, I mean, I doubt it, but in Washington? Is this where I, I'm sure he walks, but I saw that trade. I'm like, is this where this man's final days are going to be spent? I mean, because well, Chris Paul, he here's the thing about Chris Paul is probably what number five point guard all time. If you had to just start ranking them, you know, because they, uh... Steph, if you want to call him a point guard, I don't. But that's just because I'm very sick. You know, maybe CP 3s third. You know, you know, mm-hmm. get Steve Nash up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, hmm. but I don't know what his legacy is going to be. He was halfway there. He was up 2-0 on the Bucks, And, I mean, like you, we could, we could taste 40-0. and 0. He could probably taste the title, you know. <laughs> and, right. Mm. So, I, I don't know. And, and the thing about Chris Paul, he just doesn't seem very likable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so I think that's part of the equation, and I mean he's old, physically small, and, and 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 physically old. So I hope he finds a good landing spot, but I don't think see him being a game changer. And you don't you don't see people. I don't anticipate teams like breaking their neck to to get him at this point. You, I mean, he, he kind of flamed out last year in the playoffs. It was what was hurt. Or, or slowed. I don't know. If, I think he was hurt. Was it a groin again? I think at the end last year. Yeah, and the, yeah, and he, the, yeah, he didn't play. And, the, and you know, people are like, well, he can go to LA. That ship has sailed. Like, <laughs> we do not need to add a forty-year-old point guard to go with our forty-year-old small forward. Like, that that moves the needle. Whenever David Stern uh, nicks that trade, like that would have been great, but not now. You know, mm-hmm. the Lakers don't need to move in that direction. So, you know, I don't know uh, where he ends up. I, you know, the Suns, God bless their o- new owner, uh, are trying to win now, but. Booker, Bill, KD, Aiton, no bench, but you didn't have a bench last year. Yeah. Killed you and, against Denver. And and the thing about Aiton, everybody <laughs> talks about, look, I was up in uh, Boise when, uh, you know, Kentucky was up there. That's when Buffalo beat Arizona, right? (laughs) And it was maybe a 15-point game beginning of the second half, something like that. And I'm right there courtside. And I'm not one of these body language guys, you know. But to me, it looked like he he had just checked out. What? Like he 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 was he was not um, like hey the outcome of this game got no impact on me, <laughs> which is which is wild. And I you know I said at the time like you know if you're seven foot and we had seen him dominate that year at Arizona, it's it's the one thing that that frustrated me about I'm trying to remember. Well, with Anthony Davis this year, you know, uh, 
who was it? It wasn't Memphis. No, it was Golden State. If I'm 6'11", 7 foot, you can't send nobody 6'4 to check me. Mm-hmm. And that's what Buffalo was doing. I'm like, <laughs> you got to go. As a basketball player, you can't send somebody six inches shorter than me and 50 pounds lighter. Like, what are we doing? Mm-hmm. Unless it's Dennis Rodman, you know, giving people like Shaq and, all, you know, giving those guys trouble. But no. So, but that was just his get down. Mm. Like, yeah, you know, we could win. <laughs> I'm happy if we win. Mm-hmm. I'm cool if we lose, you know. And, that, you know, if that's how you are, that's fine. But don't expect that dude to be any different. Yeah. And so I don't know, Phoenix, I mean, Kevin Durant, I mean, this is, we're heading into year 16. I think, yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. And he's had his Achilles. He's had, uh, oh, what was that one year in uh, in OKC? Like, you're not going to get that many games out of him. Mm-hmm. And you don't have a point guard. No. You don't have a facilitator, I should say. You probably, mm-hmm. I don't think it's fair to say point guard because Jokic is the point guard for, mm-hmm. you know, he's the facilitator for, for Denver. But that's what happens to Boston. They don't have a facilitator. And, 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 Bill, and Bill and Books is going can be Brown and Tatum ish when you, if it's probably how they'll right. look. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. you, you got these three guys, but you're going to ask on any given night one of these guys to be a facilitator. And is that the best use of their skills? Like Booker can maybe. Katie maybe can, but if if if, if I'm the Suns, I'm asking those guys go get me buckets. Mm-hmm. And are you really bringing Bradley Beal in to facilitate? No, he's go get buckets, but mm-hmm. you still need to run some kind of offense, especially in the playoffs. And they're not going to scare anybody defensively. <laughs> You, they, they probably gonna give up as many buckets as they get, because there's not really a lot of lockdown guys. When you, right, when you and, right, and you and you need that. So yeah. I, I don't know. Uh, I'm sure we'll see some trades develop uh, mm-hmm. tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, but the Suns trade, I, I don't know, man. I mean, good, good, <laughs> good for them. Uh, Aiton and Money didn't like each other anyway. It's it's been friction there for the past two or three years. They, you know, what you want money's gone, but uh who's the new coach? Who did they hire? But I have to look it up. But uh Delroy Lindo, man, he's he's not <laughs> he's not that assertive. He's not the you know that killer instinct ain't really ain't really with him. That's what you're saying. And, and that's fine. Some people aren't wired that way, but uh, I I just don't know how how that I don't I don't know how it's going to work in Phoenix. Oh my, Frank Vogel, former cat, former Lakers coach. I should have. Yeah, Frank Vogel is going to be uh, trying to get all that to harmonize. <laughs> Are they going to be better than Denver next year? Not likely. Even probably if, probably if, not. 
Yeah, and Brown's probably gonna leave, but Denver got their core, you know, even if Bruce Brown leaves. Um uh, you know, the I think you look at um you know, uh, Sacramento will probably be better. Mm-hmm. You know, who knows what we're going to get out of Golden State? Yeah. Gold, Draymond Gold. declined his option. The GM is gone. It's it's going to be a lot different. That's what we talked about with JR. So how different are they going to look? And, you know, and going back to a case in Wallace, maybe the Hawks, because his boy Trey Young, who, who knows? Well, the the, the the thing about Golden State is Steph going to be Steph for another year or two. Mm-hmm. But everybody else is falling off. Mm-hmm. And whatever Draymond gives you his uniqueness, it's only valuable to Golden State. <laughs> uh, you know, I see people like, he could go this place, that place. Go no. to the Lakers. He go to the Lakers. How about that? No. <laughs> Bring him on in. <laughs> uh, yeah. And, you know, Clay is, you know, Father Time is, is getting him. Is undefeated. And the, young, the young guys haven't maybe come along like they thought. Kaminga, you know, Jordan Poole got punched in the face. Uh, and, so, and, and we kept moving on the face punching. And James Wiseman, they already traded him. You know, so. You you can't have camaraderie if one of your players punches another player and just okie dokie. Like <laughs> we have seen now to be fair, we've seen other teammates fight. But it's never been like, well, and everybody just kept it moving, like that's just Draymond. Like <laughs> and especially with the uh Warriors, they already had that young guys versus old guys riff. And the young guys like they just letting them punch us in the face. <laughs> uh, so Golden State, you know, I, I'm hoping the Lakers can add a couple of pieces uh, because we're to that point now. Hey, LeBron, you can only do this 20 times a year. I need, I need a point guard and what a wing or what? Which I need. Yeah, yeah, I would say a wing, but you know, also. A, a full off season with some guys, uh, with Vando, with with mm-hmm. I, you know, I'd, I'd love to see what what that what that looks like. But uh, you know, I mean, we kind of pieced it together on the fly, made the conference finals, so you know, we'll go with that. Uh, I you know, I'm, I'm I've grown tired of Dame Lillard mm-hmm. in Portland. Mm-hmm. We we get it. You're 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 going through the grind. Good for you. <laughs> Now stop talking about it. Like I'm up here grinding. Okay. <laughs> and then, you know, he puts up 75 points. We're like, oh yeah. And then we just keep it moving. I'm grinding. All right, man. Playoffs is on. Like, <laughs> so, you know, he's a good, he's a good player. I get it, but I'm working hard. All right, man. Yeah. Okay. I don't need a championship. All right, you so you say. Mm-hmm. So so you keep saying. You know, <laughs> I applauded to try to stay in Portland, but I, I, the best chances of winning something have already come and gone. I think for him, he's 32, 33. Um, 
is he going to move and, and, and try to chase a ring now? Because we're getting to that point now to where it's like, oh, I'm not going to win nothing here. Do I need to move? Or maybe he stays up there his whole career. I don't, I don't know. If Shane Sharp might just. <laughs> you, you, we really trying to get put out of the BBN to bring up that dude. Uh, so, so we'll see. I mean, I, I think, you know, with the draft, I think next year's uh, NBA looks fascinating. Can the Nuggets handle the bright spotlight? Yeah. That's... I mean, we'll see. But for me, uh, all these other teams that lost got, got some question marks. What Boston going to do? Mm-hmm. Philadelphia. Get out of I'm I'm so tired of Philadelphia. Nick Nurse uh, coming in there. Milwaukee, new coach. Middleton probably leaving. So they're going to look different. What's, what's the Heat going to do? the Heat, what are they going to do? You know, they got all these undrafted guys. They they overachieve. Spo is a great coach. What, what are, are the Heat going to win it again? Heat going to win the East again? I don't know. Look, man. People keep talking about heat culture. I get it. They grind and blah 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 blah. I get it. Mm. But you know, but you know when the Heat win championships, when you got elite Dwayne Wade and Shaq with still some some air in his tires, right? And and LeBron James at his absolute best. Those two championships, best we've seen LeBron James play. That was his peak to me. Uh Physically, mentally, he was getting it to me. It sounds good, and every year we get it. We get not every year, but every now and then we get a team where it's a bunch of really good players. But the NBA, you got to have a dude to win. That's why the 04 Pistons are an outlier. Mm-hmm. They, in my lifetime, just thinking, they're the only team to have a dude. Right. Every other championship team, even Dirk, you know, for mm-hmm. the Mavs, Dirk the dude. Like, mm-hmm. and you know, if we're gonna talk about playoff Jimmy, well, maybe save some of those performances for the finals. Mm-hmm. If 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 we're judging like that, yeah. That's true. Maybe you know you talk about the grind. Maybe they need to go to Miami. They they both talk about grinding. You know, just just merge their grinding and and see what happens. He he, he could go to Miami, but <laughs> you know, I mean, I like him too. But you know, I don't. I don't know. He's just up there tucked away, and it's just his his well, window is closed to me. You know, when he was hitting shots and waving at Paul George and all them, I think his it, his window is closed for that. The, the the thing is, uh, and, and Bomani talked about this. I don't know who he was talking to, about teams that reflect the cities where they live. And it's great. Um, so for me, like Dallas represents, the Cowboys represent Dallas because they think they're the center of the universe, and Dallas <laughs> does too, right? Like, like everything's bigger out here. That's Cowboys, right? So it works. Uh, the Lakers. We're in LA. We're gonna have two All Star greats, right? And we'll figure it out. Boston. 
in their heyday, we're gonna have a lot of white dudes because that was work that works, right? Uh, <laughs> you, know. <laughs> you know, uh, but the heat are the opposite. There's nothing about South Beach that's grit and grind. There's nothing about there's nothing about uh, about South Beach that we try really really hard. That ain't that ain't South Beach, man. Uh, <laughs> you know? That's right. You're right. <laughs> yeah, they got they got that <laughs> Detroit mindset down there in Miami. You know, they're blue collar, Milwaukee, St. Louis, Midwest feel. That's how. So, but. Complete antithesis, mm-hmm. like you know, uh, the the grindhouse grizzlies that fits that fits Memphis in the nine hundred one, right? Mm-hmm. We may not win, but you gonna ice up after you play us. That's what they <laughs> want in Memphis. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, South Beach ain't grit and grind. So I I don't know. I, I think we're gonna see a a transition because with LeBron being older, you got to figure Steph is out of the equation. What's KD going to look like? Like, we just keep automatically putting him, and he's still good, but not the same KD, right? Mm-hmm. And and this is what happens every, you know, those those dudes move on and we bring new people in, which mm-hmm. reminds me, I saw something. Let me make sure I'm clear about this. Talking about who's your Mount Rushmore of the NBA. Oh, oh yeah, Mr. that's right. I saw you. I saw you quote it. <laughs> let me let, let me find this real quick. Uh, yeah, I can most even... influential NBA players ever: <laughs> Kobe Bryant, Steph Curry, Michael Jordan, LeBron James. Man, okay. <laughs> the NBA is older than thirty years, and people are like, well, that's when it became global. Okay, but during my lifetime, the NBA Finals were on tape delay. Mm-hmm. So I don't. When you talk about influential NBA players, not necessarily the best, because if we're talking best, I've got Kareem on that that list. But influential, I don't. I don't think Kareem's that guy. Right. right? It, sh- it should have been more dudes should have been doing sky hooks, but anyway, you know. Uh, so for me. Uh, I think you have to put bird magic on there as a combo to take the NBA from where it was. Mm-hmm. And remember, the Lakers weren't profitable. If you watch a little bit of winning time, the Lakers were in dire straits before magic got there. And that's what Kareem um, on the rocks. Unbelievable. And so the league as a whole, right, was not great. And you have to put bird magic on there. Uh, Obviously, Michael Jordan. Those would be my, I'd put, I, I know it's cheating to put Bird and Magic, but they go hand in hand. And then you put uh, MJ up there. Uh, you you probably, I mean, you, you go Bill Russell, Will, as far as influence. Uh, I think Allen Iverson makes a very good case as far as influence and changing the game. Like, I love Kobe. You know I'm a Kobe guy. Mm-hmm. That's just MJ. He just watched a lot of MJ. Mm-hmm. I mean, love him, but he just watched a lot of MJ. 
which Dr. J, I mean, you know, the Elgin Baylor was the first to butter rim wing guy. I mean, he, he the first one to have hang time and, you know, Connie Hawkins, you know, right. those, those guys like that, you know, MJ gets a lot of credit because, you know, he got more eyeballs, but, and MJ, listen to MJ talk about David Thompson. Yeah. How to affect. And, and, and for me too, I mean, I mean, Jerry West is a logo. Mm-hmm. That like, so it's all about influential, but I'm like, you, you can't have four dudes from the last 30 years. Like, there was a league before that. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it reminded me of uh, a tweet. This Oh, it's been a while ago. Like the, the most important, the most, I forget how it was phrased, but it was the most important like rap song or rap album or something like that. And a lot of the youth talking about Kendrick Lamar and this, this, and this. And I said Raising Hell, Run DMC. It was the first rap album to go to number one Billboard, go platinum. I believe it went platinum. Yeah, platinum. And it was the first time we actually heard rap on the radio. Uh, I mean, I look, I, I get it. You know, in the last 10 to 15 years, there are a lot of great rappers out there. I don't listen to them because I listen to old stuff. You go, you look, you look, you look at my playlist right now. I ain't got no new rap on it. I don't know who the new people are. Every now and then I see something. Uh, was it the source with the the new the new people? I don't know any of them, Vinny. Mm-hmm. And I'm okay with that. I don't need to know. They're not rapping for me. True. Right? You know, uh, so you have to look at how did this thing become popular? And I had somebody push back, like, you know, the last 30 years. I'm like, if you made up a baseball thing for uh, uh, Mount Rushmore, and if you didn't have uh, Babe Ruth on it, just out of, like, no one's listening to what you have to say. Mm -hmm. I'm not a Babe Ruth fan, but I know what he meant to the game of baseball. (laughs) Yeah. Right? Like, so you have to count those people that came before. Yeah, absolutely. And 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 that's the, the thing that I think when we do these lists that get overlooked is there are people that pave the way mm-hmm. that we don't think about. And uh, it's like that with a little bit of everything. You know, the legitimate case could be made that Little Richard is the king of rock and roll. Mm-hmm. The case could be made. Like James Brown was his opening act. Jimi Hendrix played guitar in his band. Like the uh, uh, the Beatles came to watch his show. Like it is like when he starts rattling off the people that worked, you know that that. But we don't think of him that way, mm-hmm. right? You know, Elvis is the king. Well, you know, whatever, whatever. But my point is, there are these folks that are influential. And shape the even, whole landscape. <laughs> even even in the rap game, as young as it is, our lifetime. Now, you, your most influential, most important rap album can't be anything from the last twenty years. Because, mm-hmm. like, 
you know, that run DMC, that's that's like Elgin Baylor playing above the rim. We hadn't seen that before. Nope, nobody had heard on the radio before. Nobody had seen hang time like this before. Everybody was mic and drill and you know, below the it below the rim. It was like you said, it's, it's, it's brand new, it revolutionized. You know, Elgin don't get credit for that, but he was the first one doing it. I mean, we would, we weren't around to see it, but look at right. the old black and white clips of him, and you can still see <laughs> that he was doing something different athletically in 1957, 1961. Oh, you know. So, yeah, it, it, it's, it's, so we, we make fun of those days because we say there was just a bunch of, you know, plumbers and all this kind of stuff. The thing about the greats, they transcend that. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've pushed back on some of the use. Look, we're sounding like old people now. <laughs> and yeah, you can point out to a lot of those rosters, even in the 80s, there's no room for those dudes now. Mm-hmm. Could Charles Oakley have made it in today's NBA? Probably not. But the best of the best? Absolutely. You're telling me that rookie Michael Jordan couldn't make it? Like, you couldn't just pluck magic and put him wherever? Because honestly, uh, magic laid the foundation for what we're seeing with Jokic. The big, the big man bringing the ball up. That's mm-hmm. how the Lakers used him when Magic came back. He was the point forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? So, yeah, the great ones, like, oh, well, look who Wilt played with. Wilt could get buckets in any generation. Mm-hmm. That That's the beauty of of of, of those, uh, of the greats, is, yeah, it, it spent a lot of time. You know, Oscar Robinson, they'd never seen triple-doubles before. I mean, that's, and now we see them a lot. I mean, but he was kind of the first one out there doing it. That's, that's, that's influential, you know. Yeah. My dad's favorite ball player. I mean, you know, and he was 6'5, 230. He wasn't huge. He couldn't, you know, he, you know, that's, that's like Mitch Richmond, 6'5, 225. You know, he could, they're, you know, you're not the tallest, but you've, Smart and strong, you could you could translate and add the training and the nutrition and all that. Yeah, you know. So you know, I I guess we, we get older, but I I, I think with the NBA because I remember what it was, you know, the first round uh, games weren't really televised. Mm-hmm. You know, probably the first first round game I really remember is Michael Jordan hitting that shot over Cleveland. And that was like yeah. on TBS, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. Mm-hmm. So the game has come a long way. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you start talking about influential and influences and, uh, you know, people, you know, I don't know if, if uh, there's been a bigger impact than the uh, 92 Dream Team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, yeah, I saw that. And I'm like, man, no, uh, no. You can't have, you can't have the fact that they seriously seriously you know were really going with that. I thought, you know, and they they That's wild, man. Yeah, that's that's what I couldn't, you know, I didn't even respond to it. I saw you and I was like, they 
I said, oh, that's serious. They really oh, <laughs> and and like I said, you can put Iverson on there for your yeah. list of influential influential because he did kind of take things in a different direction and received a lot of pushback for it. You know, dress code and that kind of thing. Uh, but that that's just me. Absolutely. Oh, another cruise farm milkshake. Look at here. It's not a milkshake. It's a root beer float. Oh. And there's your extra root beer. Cruise farm root beer float. Look at here. Wow. All right. You need to talk to Cruise Farm about being a sponsor. Oh, promote. Right here. <laughs> promote. <laughs> Here's your uh, straw. All right. What's up, TB? Hello, hello, Mrs. Hardy. How are you? What do you hey, say? You, you got on headphones. How you doing? <laughs> I'm doing well. I'm doing well. <laughs> excellent. 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 He's glad you're doing well. Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, we gotta work something out where I can meet your Katie. Yeah, we do have to do that. Yeah, we'll get we'll get together. We'll have to set up something in Louisville sometime. Vinny and I'll set that up. Meet in Louisville or something. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, I'll, I'll wait to hear the call. Because <laughs> uh, I don't know anything about Iowa. Not no. a whole lot to know. Not a lot to know. Either. Oh, mm. <laughs> mm -mm. <laughs> what we do for love? I'm I'm disappointed, Vinny. The field behind my behind my house is not corn; it's beans now. Yeah, the field behind his house, a uh -huh. big field, and it was all corn last year. So he was, you know, doing the corn stuff and got there taking pictures. But now it's beans, so it ain't, he don't even have a big cornfield. Uh-huh. What kind of critters come out the cornfield or the bean field? I don't know what they got going on, to be honest with you. So he we'll see. He, he don't know what they got going on. <laughs> <laughs> you just you just look every now and then you give it a glance. You don't really <laughs> well we got we got Sammy on the uh on the on the on the lookout. He he checks things out for us. He got a security dog. Oh okay well that's good. Yeah, good to, that's Sammy. good. That's important. That's Sammy, important. Sammy keeps All right. Control. Well, I don't want to mess up the, the big finale of the show. I just had to deliver a root beer float. That's all. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, go sample that here in a minute. But, man, I think we hit the draft. We hit Reeves. We hit your Lakers. Nuggets. How the league is going to look next year. It, to it, us. Yeah, we we becoming some old heads talking like we talked in the barbershop, but that's fine. That's yeah. fine. <laughs> Congratulations to LSU because Tennessee is out of the College World Series, so yes. that's great. Uh, let's see, look like Wake Forest is beating them now. Wake Forest is, you know, speaking of Chris Paul, his the Demon Deacons in baseball are doing their thing this year, but Tennessee is out, so that's all that I was worried about. And LSU. LSU did them the way they did us. So hey, you know, you know they they were a little too much for us, and they were too much for involved too. So yeah, glad they glad they on the way home. Um, shoot, next week we talk about where Case and Wallace got drafted, and whatever happens with Oscar and Chris Livingston, and any well, other additions to the roster. And yeah, we'll have uh, we'll, we'll we'll have some stuff to talk about. Mm -hmm. Hopefully the Cubs in first place. We'll see how that goes. There's, yeah, there you go. I need is a good week. One good week, TV, and you know they can just go from milling pack to you know looking down at the Reds and that skyline chili and all that. Ugh. 
<laughs> I I don't know how they. I was up there and just tried it. You know, been hearing about it for all these years. The, the gold star in the sky. Ugh, they can keep all of it. I can't can't mess with none of that. But y'all go ahead. Good for y'all on that eleven game win streak and that chili that y'all like up there. <laughs> <laughs> the Reds fans coming for us. We mentioned Shaden Sharp. We got a lot of people going to be coming at us for this episode. But over that's there. all right. I'm an I'm an I will take it take a people a long time to get here, so I'm good. <laughs> well, y'all enjoy the rest of your week, man. Glad Mom V and everybody got up there to see y'all this past weekend. Had, had, a, great had a lot time. of fun. Yeah. Looking forward to doing it again next week. We rolling on through summer. The solstice is officially here, like you said, TV. So uh, summertime. Hot right. town, summer in the city. <laughs> y'all check us out. Cats Talk Wednesday on Facebook and Twitter and YouTube and Roku. And for Terry TV Brown, my name is Vinny Hardy. We'll be back next week on the BS3 Network, and we'll see y'all then. Play this outro. And Michelle, we're going to get you the podcast. She's tweeting at us, and she, uh, she's waiting for it. <laughs> she's waiting. <laughs> we're going to get it to you.